welcome to the How to HR podcast. I'm your host, Shona, founder and director of Lilac HR, where we help equestrian and country businesses to become brilliant employers. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and let's get cracking. Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of How to HR. Today, we're going to talk about how to manage poor performance. Because at some point in your employment life, you're going to have to deal with an underperforming employee. It's usually quite uncomfortable. It's not very fun. But if it's done correctly, it can be stress-free and it can lead to great results. So when we have an employee who is underperforming, we need to jump straight on that. Particularly if they were performing well previously. So if their performance has dipped, we need to get on that very quickly because there could be an underlying reason that we need to be aware of as an employer. There's no, there's literally no benefit. If you see a dip in performance, there is absolutely no benefit in waiting to see if the employee improves. And here's why. Because if you haven't told them they need to improve, guess what? They ain't gonna even if you even if you give them six months, if you haven't told them, hey, do you know what? Your, your performance isn't good, mate. They're not going to get any better. You need to tell them. You need to tell people. You need to be able to correct the behaviour. So the first thing we need to do is have a little informal one-to-one, a little chin wag, whatever you want to call it. Bring the employee in and ask them, is everything all right? Are you okay? Is there anything you need to tell me that's, you know, anything you want to make me aware of that's bothering you? Because I've noticed a drop in your performance and I want to help you. And see what they say. It literally, that's all it needs to be. That They might turn around and say, oh God, I didn't realise that I wasn't performing. How can I improve? And they might say, no, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. In which case you need to say, okay, so you need to perform a bit better, please. And here's what you need to do. Or they might turn around and say, yeah, actually, do you know what? My life's gone to shit and I'm really upset and sad and I think I might need some support from my GP and I don't know what to do and I can't concentrate. Whatever they respond with, you can deal with that 100%. The key thing is to get them to tell you what's going on because if you don't know, you can't deal with it. If someone comes to you and says, yeah, actually, you know, if they say, yeah, okay, my life's gone to shit. All right, you can't do anything about that as their employer. But you can say, what can I do? What support do you need at work? Do you need to book some holiday? Do you need some time off? Do you need to go and see your doctor and get signed off for a couple of weeks? Like what? You can you can start to suggest some ideas to them for support. You could even signpost them to NHS support websites or charity support websites or I don't know all sorts of things that you can sign there's lots and so many resources that you can signpost people to now online if people come back and say oh I didn't realize I I wasn't you know doing what you wanted me to that's an opportunity for some self-reflection for you have you been really clear in your instructions Have you been supporting them as much as you probably should be? Have you been giving them as much attention as you probably should be? It's not a criticism, but we do need to look to ourselves sometimes when things are going wrong. 
And if they turn around and say, no, I'm fine, everything's fine, I'm just not doing my job, then that might be a slightly different issue. That might be a case of, are you just being lazy? Do you understand what you need to be doing? Do we need to do a little bit more training? Or is this employee just not trying? Because this is your opportunity to understand if this is a behavioural issue in terms of they can't be asked, they're not interested, they don't like the job, perhaps they've got one foot out the door already. Or is this a capability issue? Do they need to have more training? Do they understand what they need to be doing? Are they trying but just not quite getting it? Because there's a very, very big difference between the two. So although we need to identify what is going wrong for them, that's not where we want to stay. We don't want to focus on what's gone wrong. We want to focus on solutions, improvements, identifying any learning needs. So when you're having this conversation, ask questions. Obviously tell them what they've done wrong or what you're noticing or what you've observed and what you've seen or perhaps what other employees have reported to you. But don't focus on it. Say something like, oh, you know, so-and-so has just kind of reported back to me that there's been lots and lots of mistakes with your work. What's going on there? And keep the silence in. Silence is golden for stuff like this because people feel obliged. They feel this like urge to fill the silence so they will start talking. It's a... It's a uh, That's a lilac HR tactic there for you. That's a little secret top tip of the trade. (laughs) If you're not quite sure, just stay silent and they'll feel the silence for you. Um, But yeah, ask people. Ask people what's going on. Focus on what you can improve. Focus on what they need to do to get better. But, and it's a big but, employees don't know what they don't know. So, If you say, do you know how to do your job? They'll probably say, yeah. And you're thinking, you bloody don't. Because they don't know what it is that they haven't learned yet. So you need to take the lead in directing the improvements. You need to be the one making suggestions. So if it's a case of, okay, you've made lots of mistakes doing this particular spreadsheet. Let's spend an hour next week doing it together so I can see where you're going wrong and help you fix it. Rather than saying, you keep making these mistakes, do you know what you're doing? And I say, yeah, (laughs) I think so. Take control of the situation. You're the manager. The other thing to remember is that employees don't know what support you can or will offer. So when you say to someone, what support do you need? They'll probably say, I don't know. Because they don't know what's available. You're the employer. They're not going to tell you what you need to do. It's a, it's, a very, it's a very strange kind of relationship because you're asking them to be, you know, upfront and honest with you, but they probably don't feel comfortable to, even if you get on really well. So if you say something like, what support do you need? They'll go, I don't know. But if you say, would some extra training help you? Would you like to revisit that course? Would you like to shadow somebody doing it? Would you like, you know, shall we increase the checks on your work? What suggest things? 
There's no right or wrong answer to this stuff. Just make suggestions. Obviously make sure they're relevant. If someone's like making mistakes because there's stuff going on at home, then training obviously isn't going to help them. They need help managing their resilience and managing their mental health at that point. But make sure that you're leading this conversation and asking lots and lots of questions. It's not for you to say this is the right thing to do. Suggest things. But if the issues are relating to something that's outside of your control, if it's like a home issue or a mental health issue, make sure you're chatting to your HR consultant or your internal HR, because the best way to move forward might be slightly different, dependent on the situation and the steps that you can take might be slightly different. Um, So just make sure that you're consulting HR if you've got any concerns, any niggles. If there's anything in your gut that says, I don't know about this, speak to HR because the sooner you get HR involved, the easier it is for the rest of the process. Okay, so we've had a chat with our employee. We've told them where they're going wrong. We've put some things in place to help them improve. And now is the time where you can allow them that time to improve and see what happens. So in your one-to-one, you should agree a time frame to review their progress and a time frame for them to improve. And the two might be different and that's okay. There's no rule as to how long you should give someone to improve. It just needs to be reasonable. So if the issue is timekeeping, they're not coming to work on time, that does not require additional training. That is something that can be improved overnight. So that would be reasonable to say, I expect an improvement this week and we'll review it at the end of next week. That's reasonable. But if it's something a bit deeper, perhaps it requires a little bit more training, maybe they need to go on a course again, or for the first time, I don't know. If the improvement required would be, right, you've got to go on this 12-week training course, then we can't expect an improvement until they've at least finished the course. That wouldn't be reasonable. So it just depends on what the issue is, what needs to happen, and how long we think that needs. And the idea of all of that is that when you have your review, there's been an improvement, everything's hunky-dory, we can all go back to skipping around and enjoying ourselves. But if the agreed upon time frame has passed and there's been little to no improvement, we might need to escalate the process a little bit and move to a more formal performance management procedure. So this would typically involve HR anyway, Um, And HR at this stage will always ask you, what have you done up to this point? What have you done so far? So there is no point going to HR unless you have already done your informal steps and given them a chance to improve and put some things in place. If you've done nothing, HR will not be happy. (laughs) Just speaking from experience. Um, Or at least they're going to say, well, let's start at the informal stage then because we haven't done anything so far. So HR typically support... And what happens is you basically invite the employee in for a formal meeting and you talk about the same things you talked about in your informal one-to-one. What's going on? Anything we need to be aware of? Are you okay? We look at what's going wrong and the current performance levels versus where they need to be and we put things in place to support them to improve. So we basically agree some performance goals that we want the employees to meet we agree a date by which we want them to have met those goals 
and we agree a review date and we in, we write down all of the relevant support that we are going to give that individual and we might also issue them with a warning dependent on how you structure your capability processes now the warning isn't a punishment to say you know your shit here's a verbal warning it's not that at all it's a case of saying this is getting serious now and if it continues we're going down the route to dismiss because you're not able to fulfill your role so it isn't a punishment it's kind of a kind of like a milestone almost so if you get a verbal warning for performance and it doesn't improve then you'll end up on a written warning and if it doesn't improve it'll be a final written warning and if it still doesn't improve it'll be dismissal However, if you issue the verbal warning and they improve, fabulous, absolutely fabulous. That's, you know, job done. Congratulations. So you can see that there are very clear steps. It's very much the same process over and over again. You just adjust the formality dependent on where you are in the process and whether or not, um, whether or not it is actually, you know, a serious incapability. So generally speaking, in my experience with capability processes and performance management, people know when they're not doing well in their role. People know when they're cocking up. They know when they're making mistakes. So this doesn't off, doesn't really come as a shock very often. It's still not a nice process for people to go through and it can be really upsetting for people because no one likes being told that you're doing things wrong. We're all people pleasers, aren't we? We all want to do well. So it, it's never comfortable. It's never fun. And generally speaking, if people really just fundamentally are not skilled enough to do the role, they will probably just resign at some point during this process. It's very rare in fact, actually, I don't think I've ever had to dismiss somebody for incapability on performance through this process. I think I've done it probably in a probationary process, which is a bit more um, streamlined. It's a bit more of a quick process. But I don't think I've ever gotten all the way through a full capability process without someone resigning. It's not to say that it can't happen. Um, I have had employees who have got all the way up to a final written warning, then they got the message and turned their performance around and we didn't have a problem with them from then on. So the process works. The, the purpose of any disciplinary or capability procedure is to drive an improvement. It's not to punish people. It's to say, this isn't okay. This is your warning. Please improve. That's it. And that's what you're doing with this, this performance management um, process. Now, remember that at all points during the formal process, especially, you really should be consulting with your HR um, consultant or your internal HR because sometimes you can get right up to a final written warning and then the employee will suddenly disclose a health condition which is actually impacting their performance and then we have to take a whole different view on how we deal with this um there's lots and lots of different 
avenues that you can go down with capability. There's lots of different arms and legs that these cases can grow. And if you don't have experience in dealing with it, then I highly recommend that you speak to somebody who is to get some support because that in itself will make the process easier for you. Um, But again, the key thing is that if people don't know that they're not doing things the way you want them done, unless you tell them, nothing will change. So you're going to have to have the uncomfortable conversation. You're going to have to feel a bit awkward and a bit mean for about half an hour and then it's done. And then they've got the opportunity to do better. So if you are struggling with managing your team's performance, we would love to help you. I am opening up my diary for the month of May to do at least 10 HR taster sessions a week to help save you a whole lot of drama. These are completely complimentary calls. We can have a little chat about what's going on in your business, how we can help you and how you could potentially work with Lilac HR going forward. So if you would like to book a HR taster session, completely FOC, click the link in the show notes. It will take you to a little application form where you'll put a few details in about where you're at right now and what you're struggling with. That just gives me a bit of a heads up before we um, have our conversation. You'll then be taken to my Calendly page where you can book your call straight in my diary at a time that suits you. So have a fabulous week and I hope to see all of you very soon on a HR Taster session. Enjoy. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you love what you're hearing, then be sure to tell us on Facebook and Instagram at LilacHRLTD. Mm-hmm.